are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we're going to be talking about Jason Jordan's big breakout night on Monday, uh, a possible Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon rift, uh, squash matches in general, and we're going to be taking some questions from the friends of Band from Ringside tonight on the podcast. Ditch that 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the band from Ringside Podcast. I am your host, Bill Vagie, a.k.a. Billy Job Thornton. And to my right, as always, we have Two Beer, Zach Pullman. What's going on, Two Beer? Not a lot, man. What's going on with you? Oh, you know, just just trying to get by, man. That's all, I can, that's all he can do. And to his right, uh, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Boo the Heels. You know, just trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. Hashtag Boo the Heels. And to his right, making his triumphant <laughs> return to the band from Ringside Podcast, we have Tinder Mahal. What's going on, What's Tinder? up, guys? Hey, does anybody miss watching Silk Stockings after Raw every week? I, I prefer La Femme Nikita. Oh, I was La Femme Nikita? Maybe a little Pacific Blue? <laughs> We're coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri. It's cold out tonight. Uh, turning the knobs tonight, we have Sam the Mauler Mall, Mr. Perfect. In the house. Uh, and uh, we're happy to be here. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to tonight. We got a full house. We got four, the the OG four yeah, in the say, house the, tonight. The horsemen are back together for a little bit. Uh, before we get too far into it, uh, I'd like to say tonight's podcast is brought to you by Soul Taco. Soul Taco, Mm-mm. everybody. Mm-mm. Delicious. Talk to me. Korean Mexican fusion food. Uh, They have places in the U City Loop, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Columbia, Missouri, Chesterfield, Missouri. They got two food trucks driving around St. Louis, Missouri. If you guys haven't tried Soul Taco, I cannot express to you strongly enough that you have to go get it. They got burritos, they got tacos, they got quesadillas. It's uh, a fun place to go. If you go to if you go to the U City Loop and you go into the John, they got the Mike Tyson's punch out characters painted on the walls. It's a fun, hip place. You can bring your family there. You can bring a date there. You can bring your girlfriend there. You could bring a Tinder date, if you will. You could bring <laughs> your Tinder date there. Tinder Mahal. Have you ever brought a Tinder date to Soul Taco? Of course. Of course you have. <laughs> the staff is discreet. We, we should point out that the only reason Tinder's here. We should point out that the only reason that Tinder's here is because the uh, he's off the antibiotics from Ouch. the. <laughs> Why are you putting this business out on the street like that? Come on. Just, I mean, it's not like we're using his real name. His real name is. Tinder, never mind. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, <laughs> let's go, let's get to the one count. JCB, what you got? Uh, as much as I would love to go with Jason Jordan as the one count, not saying it's the most important story, but it is important. We'll touch on that. I want to talk about Daniel Bryan, Shane. Um, Shane Daniel Bryan. Looks like we have a heel turn. I'm not sure which way the heel turn is going to happen, but apparently, I shouldn't even say apparently, the main event on Tuesday night being Randy Orton versus Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn, obviously, accompanied by KO, but for whatever reason, they have the bright idea of handcuffing KO to the bottom ring rope. Like, that's going to stop interference. And it's like, just make this another DQ. No, No DQ match, but whatever. Neither here nor there. Decent match. Match ends up where KO breaks out of said handcuffs and interferes in the match. Sami Zayn wins. The beatdown on uh, RKO starts, and then obviously Nakamura comes out, makes the save. Yeah, did um, anybody really think that it wasn't going to be Nakamura? They're officially a tag team at this point, it seems. It might as well yes. be, yeah. I was going to say now whether or not they go after the titles is another story entirely. Obviously, you, you've got the AOP kind of lurking in the corner, but neither here nor there. Uh, it just, that meant the whole match itself fell flat, but then I think the more important part of it was after the match where Shane has basically said that he's not done torturing KO and Sammy just yet, kind of sounding like his uh, pops on that one. They set up a match for Clash of the Champions, Nakamura, RKO versus KO and Sammy. If KO and Sammy lose, they get fired. fired. So obviously that that's not going to happen, but you can see 
Daniel Bryan kind of, you know, not approving of this new Shane McMahon persona, if you will. I would say, if anyone, he's doing the heel turning because he's setting up Shane, the deck. Shane, Shane is doing the heel turning because I he's agree. setting the deck against KO and Sammy, even though KO and Sammy are the heels in this in this scenario. Oh, it's we like I was saying on the way over here. I just kind of want to see where this goes. Is this a scenario where we get Daniel Bryan back in the ring? Is this a scenario where we can write him off after his contract expires? There's a, that was the only intriguing part of a kind of a boring main event. Uh, Zach, what do you think? I gotta say, I got uh, so drunk that I African Americaned out whenever I was watching SmackDown. So whoa, 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 whoa! I what you mean that. African American out? What, what's, what? Oh, I blacked out, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much forgot the uh I pretty much forgot that match, but I do remember the bit of uh at the end as you were talking about with between Daniel Bryan and Shane. It's an interesting dynamic because like you said, you've got Shane doing heel stuff, but he's doing heel stuff towards the heels right. with Daniel Bryan seemingly defending, which is also could be considered, you know, heel turn. So see I'll be interested to see you know where it turns out. Uh, I don't know. Like, uh, just kind of. Let's cut the- to the chase. It's Daniel Bryan getting back in the ring in the WWE ring. Man, we've done this like a few times, and I just hold on, hold on. Let I'm, I'm the guy. I'm the quarterback who runs the show. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, well, Russell Wilson to get Zach, lateral shit. Zach, let me ask you this. Cut to the chase. Do you think Daniel Bryan's gonna get back into the ring? <laughs> Uh, a WWE I'll just go ring. with a with a solid baby. I'm like sixty forty on it. I'd say sixty percent yes in WWE, forty percent no. Ten Rahal. WWE, no way. New Japan, yes. Okay, so what do you think about the uh, Shane Daniel Bryan dynamic that happened on SmackDown the other night? Why do we care about it? He's not going to wrestle, so why should we care? I don't know if that's true. He's not going to wrestle. I think I I really think that we're heading towards okay, a Daniel well, Bryan. All match. I'm saying is if if he, if I think he, that we're specifically heading towards a Daniel Bryan Shane McMahon match. Well, it doesn't make sense unless he wrestles. That's Otherwise, right. it's a waste of time. That's right. So yeah. why would they be putting all this time into the story unless Daniel Bryan is going to wrestle? You got to remember, this is the WWE, and that's WWE logic at its finest. There's no guarantee. That we see the payoff we want to see. So we you're saying we haven't you're seen Miz and uh, Daniel Bryan going in the ring. Exactly. Okay. So I mean, there's you know, there's got to be a payoff to this at some point. I'm so just you're not saying sure the that, idea is that this is a way to write Daniel Bryan out of WWE TV, it, where if, he like has some sort of like Donald Trump Vince McMahon match where they have proxies, right. And like somebody loses for Daniel Bryan, then he gets written out of the picture. Is that what you mean? I don't think Vince wants to have him wrestle. In a WWE ring, I, I said RH do Japan's a good a good uh, suggestion as well. I just think that the, the for Vince the risk is not worth the reward. Listen, provided that an asteroid doesn't hit the studio right now, knock on wood, <laughs> or you know something befalls us, I or something befalls me, I think that if I live long enough, I'm going to see Daniel Bryan wrestle again. I don't know if it's going to be in the WWE ring. If I had to guess. I would say there's no way that Vince would leave that money on the table of a Daniel Bryan match and let him go to New Japan or Ring of Honor and some some other promotion get that money rather than WWE getting that money watching Daniel Bryan wrestle at least one more match. Then again, this is the same company that had an anonymous GM for a year and a half and then just washed it away. Hornswoggle. Okay, so there's there that was your payoff for that. So good I get where you're going with it, but ultimately I, I this is, okay. Okay, we do what you say a year and a half of a decent storyline because at a certain point we just we're just like fuck it. Who is it? And that's how you paid it off with Hornswoggle. And then Kevin Nash says, "I texted myself." Okay. Oh, the text. Yeah, the text of myself actually still bothers me more than the <laughs> okay. Hornswoggle thing. So, so I. I we can connect the dots, and we're all doing it because that's what we do. But let's not sit here and think that the last dot is a appearance by Daniel Bryan in the WWE ring. So, uh, what's your percentage chance that Daniel Bryan wrestles again in WWE? For me, zero. Zach, I said it before, and I you just said sixty shit out of my ass, sixty forty. What do you say? I'll say twenty. 
I think it's like 75. No chance. I That's think, what he's I think got. We're, I think oh. we're seeing it. Um, nice. But uh, I will say, uh, before we get too far off it, the Sami Zayn's promo the other night where he, <laughs> he talked about where ringside was. We used, and to, have where Steiner, rings- we used to have Steiner math, and now we have Sami Zayn <laughs> geography. Yeah, it was very good. It was very good where he was <laughs> telling everybody where the ringside was and where the ringside wasn't. <laughs> and I... Color me surprised. Sami Zayn is a better heel than he was a face, and I never would have thought that nope. that would have been the case nope. uh, for Sami Zayn in WWE in 2017. Uh, he is are. he is spectacular. Yeah. They always say the best characters come out when it's like an extension of yourself, kind of turned up. You know what I mean? And not that I know Sami Zayn or been around Sami Zayn. But to me, it just seems like that's kind of how he is in real life, just turned way up. He's kind of that annoying, kind of always right, uh, little brother trying to get in the mix. I think they've they've just been like, okay, this is who you are. Go for it. Like, you're obviously a heel. And I think it works so well with a guy like KO, who basically is his travel partner, his, you know, was in his wedding, like all these things. I think it works great. Side note, I had a dream last night that me and KO had a 30-minute match where I was a wrestler and he was a wrestler too. But I had to go to sleep before I could read what all the dirt sheets said about me. And when I woke up, I picked up KO for school. And I asked him, I was like, what the dirt sheet say? He's like, oh, man, the Smarks loved it. Four and a half stars. I was like, I knew we killed it last night. <laughs> 30 think, minutes think by ass, spot maybe three minutes. That's where my head's at. That's where my head's at, guys. Uh, but without further ado, we'll get to our two count. Two beers, Zach. What's the two count? I already forgot what we said. I do this every time. Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan. You even mentioned it earlier. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Jason Jordan um, comes out uh, and is just a whiny bitch. And <laughs> <laughs> that's just, True. It's just every week. <laughs> it's just how it is. But he oh, de- <laughs> he demands uh, you know stuff of Kurt Angle, his, his father, every week, and uh, he demanded a title shot against uh, Roman Reigns. And um, good match. Yeah, it was it was a good match. Uh, I I really enjoyed eighteen, 18 and a half minutes, three segments. That's what they gave him, yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. I, I didn't time it, but I as it was going on, I definitely noticed that they gave him a lot of time. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. of course, you know, you throw Samoa Joe in the mix, and uh, you know he wasn't gonna stay out of this one. I kind of like having Samoa Joe, Jason Jordan, and a Roman Reigns dynamic, though, as a. I don't know what you would call what you call it a triple threat. <laughs> what you call it, like you would know. <laughs> I, I, like I thought that Jason Jordan um, put it over the top this time about how whiny he was. Like before, yep. it was like he was playing almost like playing a tweener, or he didn't know what character he was playing. Yeah, for sure. You know, Come on, Dad. The, the, Come on, the Dad. Guy, Give me the a guy chance, playing Dad. it didn't yeah. know what he was doing. But this time, and maybe it was the crowd because the crowd was hot in L.A. As the crowd is always hot in L.A. because that's a hotbed for indie wrestling. Yeah, for sure. But um, they were, they were into it. Yeah, it, it helped that they were into it. But like you said, he leaned into the character. You know what I'm saying? It was, you know, it was like he was. You know, this was his right to have this title match, you know, because I worked so hard and, you know, I've got this knee injury and, you know, help me out, Dad. Give me a chance, Dad. That's the one thing that I took away from that whole spot is that he called him Dad when he when it was necessary to get yeah. X, whatever X was, a title shot versus Roman Reigns. I want, you know, Samoa Joe after the match, you know, give me a chance, Dad. Come on, Dad. You know, he almost feels like he's entitled to certain things because Kurt Angle is his dad. And that's where, and I said it on Twitter, if this is the way we're going to go with it, this is the angle you have to go with. Push the fact that he's going to use the relationship with his father to get things that he wants. Now, not necessarily he's going to win said matches, He's not being Roman Reigns. He's not being Samoa Joe. But yeah. he might get like uh, yeah. the spot, uh, the number thirty spot in the Royal Rumble somehow, some yeah. way, shit like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tender. I think you know. I think he's a natural progression. You know, I think he came in. I don't think their plans right away were, hey, we're gonna have this guy become a true heel in the next six months. That I was agree. not their plans. I agree. But unlike Roman Reigns, they went with this right away. They saw the crowd doesn't like this guy. He can't cut a really good promo. What can we do? Okay, let's make him a spoiled daddy's boy. Right. Mm. It, and it works so well. And he can wrestle, you know? So there's yeah. some truth to, like, the fact that he can work and he is a tough guy. So you kind of want to believe, like, I, you kind of want to see him wrestle as opposed to him just and, being a chicken shit heel all the time. Right. And there was at one point during that match with Roman Reigns where he 
threw him or I forget what he was doing, but he yelled to the crowd, who's the daddy's boy now, which is such a heel move. Oh, it's yeah, great. Absolutely. And, and then the crowd started chanting, daddy's boy, daddy's boy. And then, you know, it's like, it. I don't know if it's him or the creative, but somebody said, okay, it's time for you to really lean into that. Yeah, for yeah, sure. And you see, he's a good foil to Reigns. It's, the, the feud is good because as he brought up, he's like, who who are you to talk right. about entitlement right. Right. of anybody in this entire company? Uh, and also, it's just me being a Reigns fan, it's nice to see him get some cheers like it's an it's nice to have him against like a heel that people actually hate instead of like a heel that people like better than they like roman Reigns. well it's kind of like when john cena stuck around for long enough everybody yeah. started going on john cena's side because they were like oh we'll go with the devil we know than the the new guy and it's like if if the crowd dynamic for reigns and jordan is the same way whereas they are nominal faces that the crowd wants to hate then when the new guy comes in, they're going to start cheering the guy that they've known longer rather than the new guy. They're going to be like, well, fuck you, Jason Jordan. Like, who gives sure. a shit about you? I mean, Jordan could be your number one heater in like six months. I agree. No. Yeah, he really could. I'm, I'm, he, on, like I'm you on said, board. He can wrestle. I'm, yeah, on, he can I'm wrestle. on board with Jason Jordan. Like, I think that Jason Jordan, Roman Reigns could be a future uh, main event. And, and, Booker, I, and Booker T, putting him over like he does in the, oh, in the yeah. backwards way. Putting all that heat on him, he sucks. You know, I don't like the way he works. He's a crybaby. Yeah. Oh my god, it's great. It's great heel commentary, and it now works. That, that would work better if the commentary on Raw was more well defined as who's the heel and who's the oh, face. Right. Because yeah, yeah. Booker and Corey Graves, they go back and forth, and right. it'd be better. Excuse me. It'd be better if it was more well defined. Because that's the way it's always worked. I agree. To tell the crowd, tell the crowd what they're supposed to like, you right. know, and what they're not supposed to like. I but agree with that, Tully. The old adage is, if they're booing, make them boo louder. If they're cheering, make them cheer louder. That's, I mean, well, that, the the best example of that is the Hogan Rock WrestleMania match sure, when sure. they when when the Rock just decided to go heal. I mean, that's God the perfect damn, that example. Was a great match. There's no middleman in this either. I mean, with with Jordan, there's no like. Some people like him, some people don't. Like, he is hated. He's a true heel. And when was the last time you had a true heel that everyone just wanted to hate on? It's been a long time. It has been a minute. Uh, yeah, Owens is good. People like him, though. I like him. You I, know? I know people like him. Elias but- is in that category. He gets yeah. he gets some real natural heat. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, but I mean, I, well, I guess Jason Jordan and Elias are kind of on the the same early path on WWE or what, whatever the case may if be. If you so, were I mean, buying stock in either Elias or Jason Jordan going forward for the next five years, who would you buy stock in? Which one's going to be at a better place five years? Who's going to have a better next five years, Jason Jordan or Elias? Joey. Jordan. Easy. That's easy. Jordan's a better worker. There's more stuff to do with him. I mean, you don't don't know what Elias is capable of without a guitar in his hand. Like, he's got, he's, I mean, he's great, but he's got a gimmick. What is he going to do when he gets away from that gimmick? Jordan Jordan doesn't have a gimmick. Hey, Bill. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Tinder on this one. Uh, Elias is good. He's got the physical look, but I agree with Tinder on this one. You, I want to see – that was part of the reason why I got mad because Elias got squashed on uh, on Monday night by Braun Strowman. He just had a great match with Roman Reigns, and you don't capitalize off of that momentum. He got in some offense. This is why I'm talking – never mind. I'm not even going to bring that up yet. <laughs> I said five years. It, it would be Jason Jordan, but – Ultimately, you had a chance to capitalize on something that was good a week before and add to it, Two and they took away from it. It's a great question. It's a really good It is a good question. question. No, it's a good question. Um, I'll probably go Jordan just for the same reasons that you guys said. Um, but I never would have thought, despite the whole Jason Jordan, Kurt Angle thing, I see Chad Gable being a top guy in five years. Mm-hmm. Granted, they're on different brands, but Chad Gable can fucking work. Um, and he was my... I. Out of the American Alphas, like he's my favorite guy. I'll take I'll take Elias. I think that Elias has really shown himself in the last few months. Uh, they threw him into the fire. It turned out he could handle it. He could handle the heat. He could actually garner more heat. He carries himself like a star, unlike Jordan, who kind of weaseled his way into it a little bit. I mean, not not kayfabe. Like he really had a hard time with it. Elias hasn't had a hard time with it at all. Elias looks he makes great. It look easy. He makes it look really easy. And I found myself over the last couple of weeks, I'm becoming an Elias Mark. 
Uh, I'm also I'm I'm way high on both those guys though. Yeah, I agree. I just think I think they are both. I think they both have tons of potential. They're both really young. Jordan might be younger than Elias, and uh, I I would say that. Uh, you know, my history of picking future stars isn't great. <laughs> I'll admit. <laughs> Old Brodus Clay. <laughs> Old Brodus Clay. But, God damn, I tried to find that YouTube video of Brodus Clay cutting that promo, and I could not find it. But, uh, before Gee, we get too why. far into the weeds, Wilka Duar. Three count. <laughs> Sorry, Muller. Uh, you know, I'm going to call an audible here. We were going to talk about squash matches, but I'd like to talk about the delete angle because we had, uh, Matt Hardy finally busting out the woken Matt Hardy angle, which, uh, has been teased for a long time and it took a while for the, uh, dust to settle from the lawsuit. The wheels of justice take this time between TNA and WWE, but it looks like Matt Hardy is finally and WWE especially, is finally going to embrace the Woken Matt Hardy angle. It looks like he's going... Well, it doesn't look like it. He's feuding with Bray Wyatt. Jesus Christ. Uh, They had a strange promo the other night where both of them were looking at the camera. It kept flashing in between the two of them. That was really entertaining, though. I thought it was great. It was great. I I literally laughed. And and that's what I think... It's hard not to laugh at Woken Matt Hardy laughing. Oh, yeah, no question. That's the thing. The laughing was the best. I just want it on endless loop. (laughs) I want it to be my ringtone. (laughs) Tender Mahal, what do you think about it? Well, I think the question is, is is it too little too late? Yeah, that is the question. Is this something people have already seen? Not people have already seen when we are like, okay, now what do we do? Like... Is on this big stage, like on the indie stage, it's it's cute, it's fun, it's they're doing something different, whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of NXT gimmicks that don't get uh, over exactly on the main roster. This is a WWE, and is this going to appeal to a mass audience? Is this going to work on in the big time? So, So what do you think? Do you think it is? You got good reception this week in LA. I I think people are excited to see it, just to see it. But doesn't have longevity. Can he do this for six months? Can he do, can he become an, a top star with this? I think all they wanted to do is get get to WrestleMania, like just get to WrestleMania. Man, that's a long time to be feuding with Bray Wyatt. At least Bray Wyatt's got something to do. That's what the t- well, that's true. Well, what do you think about it, Jason? Here's it would be better if the, if this was the Bray Wyatt we want Bray Wyatt to be the the well booked Bray Wyatt, the Bray Wyatt that should have beat Undertaker at WrestleMania years ago. You know, if it, if he was built up and then you brought in Woken Matt Hardy, this could be. I mean, just amazing mid-card stuff. It's not going to be a main event. It will be a mid-card kind of a match, but it'd be good. Because you got two really good eccentric characters that are basically battling on mystical planes, all that other nonsense. In that scenario, I think would be great. This Bray Wyatt is is not going to be able to sustain that for what January, February, March, April, four months. No way, no way. I get it. It's a good way to. Introduce- I'm not saying Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. I'm just saying they can they sustain. The woken Matt oh, yeah, Hardy yeah, easy. thing till easy. WrestleMania. As long as you let Matt Hardy have creative control, and apparently Vince is allowing him to I do that. I could see woken Matt Hardy yeah, versus making- Finn Balor at WrestleMania or something. He didn't miss a beat. I mean, he did no, not miss no. a beat. No, everything. Well, it's, it's his character. Yeah, yeah. everything he was perfect. Yeah. You know? Two beer, what think, do you think? I think Bray's a good starting point because it's promo battles. I care more about the promos than I do the matches when I it comes to those two. Yeah. Uh, I would watch week after week of that for a minute <laughs> and not get bored because I still enjoy Bray Wyatt's promos even though you know people say it gets wah, a little wah, stale wah, and wah, wah, wah. the losses don't really help you know his promo talking hmm. himself Gee, up. Gee I wonder who said that. Yeah. But it's not I mean, all about you Jason. <laughs> <laughs> what about me? What about Jason? <laughs> but it's a good it's a good start. It's a good first feud and uh Yeah, I agree. With as that. someone who has never gotten into TNA. I never watched it. Um, I had gotten away from wrestling for a minute during those times. So this is my introduction to the to the Broken Matt Hardy. That's a great point. And that's a great point. A lot of people haven't seen this yet. So this is the first time a mass audience is seeing this. So this could be a really huge thing for them. But if you let Matt Hardy own the character and you let him do whatever he wants to every week, just give him four or five weeks WWE, let him cut promos... I mean, that promo the other night 
you have to think that most of the raw audience had no idea what the fuck was going on. Yeah. When he's talking about running on different planes and going out to different, and I own the multiverse and all the other stuff that he this said. This is a vessel. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, I've been in the vessel of Matt Hardy and, you know, I'm not Matt Hardy and all this stuff. No, but that, that that's the introduction and they're, they're doing it right. Kind of just to bring back squash matches in it for two seconds. This would be a good time for him to have a squash match to introduce the masses that don't know who the broken Jeff or yeah. broken Matt Hardy character is. Bring out fucking uh, Barry Horowitz or fucking Kurt Hawkins. Let him, you know, do the broken Matt Hardy uh, shtick or whatever the case may be. So that way everybody is on the same page that, okay, this is what we're going to be seeing from this point on. But I don't think it's... I, I, I don't fault them for it being too late because I know that there was a lawsuit involved and that they were they worried did it about... as soon as the lawsuit cleared. Yeah. As soon as the lawsuit cleared, they were ready to do it, which signifies to me that Vince and company were ready to go with it as because they knew it was over and because they, they saw everybody going delete, delete, delete. I just I just want everybody, you know, whether they're in the South or in the current state of the country. In the South, when they, those are all like Kyle Hitler's. I know. When they do delete, you have to go straight out from the chest. Don't go up from the chest. Go straight out from the chest. Otherwise, otherwise, it looks a little weird, guys. You got to go straight out from the chest. Does he get a faction from this? And is that faction sanity? I would love that. That'd be dope. I, I mean, I thought about that too. I I actually thought that I was like, man, Sandy would be good with him. I Perfect. would, love, and him and Eric Young are probably boys. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, uh, I, I must I must say no because I think Sandy's getting ready to break off. Killian Dane is getting ready to break out to be the singles guy, and then you know, Dicky Cross will break out to be the next big singles uh woman Killian Dan could be Matt, could be Matt Hardy's monster. Yeah, he could be Matt Hardy's monster. Good point. No, good yeah. point. And I I, I would I, love to see sidebar real quick. I'd love to see more mixed stables like Sanity. It's very refreshing. Oh, no, I agree totally. But I agree it, totally. I'm sorry. It, it, it brings all in I hate to ask this on the podcast because as your podcast host from Band from Ringside, I should know the answer to this. How long is Jeff Hardy out? Uh they were saying they're thinking WrestleMania-ish. I think that might be a little early. Um, ultimately, when he comes back, they're supposed to do the Broken Universe the same way they did it with TNA, which is fine. Ult- you just have to. Are they get- bring him back Vanguard. I don't. I think that's pushing it a little bit. <laughs> we got, we got J. Bell Meltzer here. <laughs> yeah. the- Dude, he knows a lot of shit. <laughs> All right, everybody, that's gonna do it for our three count. Hey, everybody, and I'm going to take the time now to yeah, tell you to go to J.J. Twigs on Hampton. Have you guys ever been to J.J. Twigs on Hampton? Joey, you ever been there? Great T-Ravs. You like their T-Ravs, Love huh? their T-Ravs. Because I like their pizza. I like the Super Mario pizza especially because they got the sliced meatballs with the mozzarella and the basil, and that's my favorite pizza that they have. It's St. Louis style, but they also have the double-stacked pizza. That's my favorite. Yeah, they stack them up, and you can get one type of pizza on top of the other type of pizza. Oh, yeah, got to mix it up. You got to mix it up. But you can also, if you go there, you can get one. They have about 14, 15 specialty pizzas, and you can get one specialty pizza on one half and the other specialty pizza on the other half. I can't encourage you guys enough to go to JJ Twigs on Hampton. They got great pizza. They got a great atmosphere. They pour the drinks Probably stronger than they should, but I, I, I've spent a couple weeks there one day. Uh, it's a great, fun great place. Great craft beer list. Great craft beer list. Thank you for reminding me. Great place uh, to bring the kids. Family oh, yeah. friendly. They got a cool patio when you're out there. So uh, if it's nice outside, which in St. Louis it could be nice outside next week again. I don't know. It's cold tonight, but please go check out JJ Twigs on Hampton. Uh, tell them the band from Ringside sent you. Uh, they're a friend of the show. Uh, they're a sponsor of the show, and we love them. So go check out JJ Twigs Pizza on Hampton Avenue, I guess. Avenue. Avenue, thanks. Uh, and uh, this is banned from ringside. Now we're going to check out some questions from the Friends of BFR page. Now, hey, guys, uh, we are all over social media. We are at Friends of BFR. We're at Band from Ringside on Facebook, Friends of BFR on Facebook. We are at BFR Pod on Twitter, at BFR Bill, at BFR JCB, 
at BFR Zach with an H uh, on Instagram. We're BFR Pod. BFR Pod. Yes, sir. Tinder is only on Tinder. Tinder's only only on Tinder, but look them up at uh, at Big D I X X X six nine six nine. Hello, ladies. <laughs> that was a good Velvetus. Locked and ready to rock. All right, so we're going to answer some questions from the friends of BFR. Uh, we had thirty-one comments. That, that group is where the magic happens. That's my like highlight of any wrestling event. Uh, I used to go to Reddit or you know some other forum, and now we just go to Friends of BFR and we talk shit. Yeah, I just can't the get too drunk and then get on Friends of BFR. Uh, find, <laughs> find us on Friends of BFR. It really is the most fun. It's yeah, uh, everybody no, has fun time. over there. Everybody no, talks shit. Everybody was the four way match on Raw this week the best cruiserweight fight since the cruiserweight classic. Or did you fast forward so you t- so you don't have any idea? That was from a great, Cam Cam Bigelow. That was Thanks, a great Cameron question. Uh, I, that match was great. If you guys watched it, did anybody watch it? Yeah, so I watched it. I was watching it and I was not like super thrilled at first. I was just like, oh, you know, the cruiserweights are on because that's how they've been booked lately. And then like it started, and I'm like, holy shit, these guys are going all out. And then it got to a point where like. There was a spot where all four of them just like completely took each other out, and I'm like, "This fucking match is good." Oh yeah. And so I went back and I just like started actually fully paying attention to it because I was just kind of doing work and doing some other shit. But it was a great match. There was that one move with Cedric Alexander and uh, Mustafa Ali where they did the yeah the Spanish fly, the Spanish fly, yeah, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, Drew Gulak won, which I'm a fan of. I love Drew Gulak. He's my man. I wish he would wear some knee pads. He's not your man. I mean, Cedric Alexander and Drew Gulak are my two guys in cruiserweights. I love how that's your criticism. I wish he'd wear some knee pads. I wish he'd wear some <laughs> knee pads, <laughs> man. I mean, just for his own safety. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Okay, but th- th- this just goes back to my initial point why I like 205, and I thought, you know, if, if given a chance, it could be good. This is the style that I like to see 205 with, and I know Tinder and I had this beef a long time ago about, you know, why 205 didn't work at the time, and now I've come to his side to where it, it needs to be fast-paced matches. It can't be... If you're going to separate them from the main roster, that's fine, but then they need their own separate style. You can't say, this is 205, this is the Cruiserweights, you know, this is the most exciting hour in wrestling, and have them do main roster moves, main roster move sets, things along those Although lines. Although I would watch a PowerPoint presentation every week. Totally. Tinder Mahal. Um, the show needs to go away. Mm-hmm. Two of five line needs to needs to go away. <laughs> it's only been a year, man. They, Damn. Yeah, no one watches that show. It wasn't the question. No, I know the question was. All right, I didn't watch the match. I didn't see the match. Mm. So you think the show needs to go away? Because everybody said that NXT needed to go away, and then all of a sudden NXT flipped a corner when everybody uh, stopped watching no, it. NXT, NXT has a pur- NXT has a purpose. Two five live doesn't really have a purpose. It I mean, ain't even been a year. You could take eight of those guys, eight to ten of the, ten of those guys. And you can have them fight for the cruiserweight title and have good matches on Raw and SmackDown, and that would be enough. And people would enjoy them, and they can get their characters over. It's just too much. That's man. a good point. Uh, we can go on. They should have did this in a tournament format style, where it's eight guys and you do a tournament versus two fatal four ways. Because now people aren't paying attention, so you got to reintroduce these people to these guys. Drew Golak is good, but if you don't watch 205 Live, you don't get it. Uh, Mustafa Ali is good, but his personality, you don't do anything Yeah, with but it. the answer isn't that the show should go away. The answer is that the show should be better. Yeah. Like the, oh, the, yeah. If the, show, the, if the show was booked better, the show wouldn't have to go away. Either the they sho- need good action or you need good storylines. They don't have either at this point. Right. And there's the problem. Man from ringside. Uh, next up, we have <laughs> has the has the WWE given up on on producing a UK only show? Are they as they are mostly just featured in one offs on NXT on 205 Live? And Pete Dunne just tweeted that he's open for bookings in January and February. I don't think WWE's given up Pete Dunne at all. No, I think it's more of the question when they did the. Uh, uh, UK tournament or whatever, there was talk about doing a weekly uh, British show, kind of like 205, highlighting uh, Pete Dunne, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, these guys. In my opinion, I don't think that's going to happen for two reasons. One, the 205 Live is kind of probably scared them off to where now they're 
they're trying to fix 205 Live. We can't have two failing shows going on at, at one point. If we're cutting out Pyro, I'm we're sure they doing. Can. They can, but the, the, if you're doing cross cutting measures, you don't want to have two failing shows. Did, they got rid of Pyro. Okay, but <laughs> anyway, second part, I think like progress wrestling is is more in line of what. I think they're looking for they being British fans. I watched it the other night and I enjoyed it. It's just, it's different. It's on a much smaller scale, and I think that might be something that they can really sink their teeth into versus trying to fight against that system. Just my opinion. Um, Zach Pullman, who do you want to see as a surprise entrant in this year's Royal Rumble? Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good I question. Looked at this. Put you on the spot. Um. Undertaker. <laughs> and see, I told you that motherfucker wasn't done. What's going to What's going to be done. the most infuriating part about the Royal Rumble 2018? Besides, Roman that Wayne's doesn't ring. look that doesn't look like Brock Lesnar's going to fight at the Royal Rumble. Roman Reigns winning the Royal Rumble is going to be the most infuriating. Part. I don't yeah. think he's going to win the Royal Rumble. No, he ain't. <laughs> early, early. I don't, think, I don't think he's going to win it. Who's going to win it? Uh, you said it. I'm gonna agree with it, and I've seen it a couple of times where it, this could actually make sense, but it feels Jack like they're Swagger. running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Swagger, like fuck WWE, I ain't fucking with you, jokers. I think it's gonna be Shinsuke. I, yeah. I read it. You said it. It makes sense, but they need to get him away from this tag team with Randy Orton. I love Randy. God bless him. That's my dog. If you're going to do it, you're going to need to start doing it immediately after Clash of Champions and start pushing them in the position to win the Royal Rumble. To be who's going to win the Royal Rumble? I was, before you guys said it, I was going to say Shinsuke. And as long as AJ keeps the title until that point, that could be one of the greatest WWE title matches at WrestleMania of all time. But yeah, Shinsuke. Tinder. Somebody get me from my good side. Oh, yeah, that's Jack Swagger. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who's gonna win the Royal Rumble? I mean, uh, you guys already said Shinsuke. So let me let me think about this for a second. Is it SmackDown or is it Raw? Um, you can have Brock Lesnar just call out Roman Reigns. Fuck it, you know. We, can, I mean, that's that's the only reason I'm saying. No it's one's not gonna Roman be Reigns. Brock Lesnar. It's not gonna happen. Roman will. Roman's gonna be Brock at yeah. WrestleMania. Come oh. on, Joe. You you don't think that's happening for real? You don't think that's happening? Nope. Oh my God! <laughs> He's not even drinking. Hold on a second. Do you think that? Do you think that they're going to fight at WrestleMania? Brock and yeah, yeah. I think that's a match. You think Brock's going to go over? Oh yeah. Wow. Really? Brock. Think about this. Brock always goes over when you don't expect him to go over. No, he always goes over exactly when I expect him to go over, which is always. Did you expect him to be Taker? No. That's did you the expect him to one time? No, 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 no. Did you expect him to dominate Cena like he did? No. No. I expect them to go over, though. Did you expect them to go over on Braun? Yes. Okay. It's recorded yeah. on the yeah on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we got that. Yeah, I did. I just, so I, what about what about Braun Strowman? Where's Braun Strowman go? Or is he the easy guy? Is he the big guy that everyone? I think just he's going to lose. He's going to lose to Mojo Rawley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mojo! Fuck that dude! Well, no, I can't say that. Who Good win, for Mojo. God who, bless him. Who wins the Andre the Giant Bad Royal this year? Ooh, that's Ooh. going. Uh, Killian Dane. Elias. No, I like that. Yeah. Even though it doesn't do it doesn't do anything for anybody's career, but I like the pick. Who's won the? Andre Cesaro Cesaro Baron Corbin Baron Corbin and uh, Big Show Big Show did he? yeah Big Show Jesus Christ it'll probably be Kane (laughs) oh god that's gotta be Kane (laughs) (laughs) okay uh, this comes from friend of the show David Patterson why does Jason Bell hate the WWE Jason Bell does not hate the WWE. Jason Bell... That's not the Jason Bell I know. No, Jason <laughs> Bell doesn't hate the WWE <laughs> as I'm wearing WWE merch. It'd be hard for me to say I hate it. I just I demand more. I mean, if you have this roster and you have all these resources and the product comes out average at points, I mean, 
the Jason Jordan Kurt Angle paternity uh, angle. I mean, come on, really? That's that's the best you can come up with. I mean, that's that's the stuff I'm talking about. When you bury guys that need to get pushes, when you come up with half-ass angles, when you do things that don't make sense, where uh, Dolph Ziggler's all of a sudden wrestling in a triple threat match for the U- the U.S. title. How the fuck does Dolph Ziggler get to wrestle for the U.S. title after losing to both guys that he's wrestling? That doesn't even make sense. Okay, then you introduce me to New Japan where things just make sense. I watched it one time for the very first time. I watched what was it, Omega Okada, the first time, and it made sense. It was good match in the ring. The storyline made sense. And then, and, and, yeah, I'm not going to stop. He's not stopping me. I've been holding this in for like two weeks. You should have let me get this shit out on Survivor Series weekend and you made me wait. So there you go. If it, <laughs> if it made better sense, I would be on board. I'm not going anywhere, okay? I will be WWE until you bury my but let's not get it twisted. I refuse to sit here and say that shit is good when shit ain't good. There could be more that could be done. You could be doing better. (laughs) And this just refuses to do it. I'm done. Done. Okay, uh, what do you guys think about uh, Aiden English and Rusev? (laughs) (laughs) I I like Corey Graves in that. I think Corey Graves was the highlight where he said like 12% of Bulgarian children this year were named Rusev. <laughs> and he was so upset that there were nine more days of Rusev that got interrupted. <laughs> I'm sorry. Aiden English and Rusev are getting over. Yes, they are. They are good. They're both very charismatic. Yes, they are. And when Rusev smiles, it get, I mean, it gets over. Like, he used to never smile. He didn't smile for a couple of years, and now he starts smiling, and now it's getting over. The, the curse with that is usually when you become a comedy act, you really don't get a chance to go to nah. grab the brass ring, so that might be the, no. the back end up. No, I'm t- look, look, okay? Look how they're doing Nia Jax, okay? Who? They, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. No, just... just fashion, fashion finals? I can name a bunch of guys that have gone the comedy route and that have come back to be serious. And, and I mean, be main event players. Yeah, sure. Mm, not like this, man. I'm, I think this, if you do it, and give me two seconds, Tender. If you do it, that's fine. I think that's the way to get him over. I just don't think that's long-term success. Go ahead. I was going to say Stone Cold Steve Austin did that exact same thing. Yeah, Rusev is, the whole what thing was a comedy angle. You cannot put Stone Cold. He was saying Kumbaya one year and then he was a badass the next year. You can't put Stone Cold and Rusev in the same sentence. I'm sorry. You just can't. They're they're, they're booked totally two different ways. Man, it's like every every time you say booked, it doesn't like... Like yes, they're booked differently, but they're they're different kind of stars. And Rusev could they could transform Rusev into a badass anytime they wanted to because he is a badass. But when he keeps losing, eh, he beat the New Day the other night. And I'll tell you what, Aiden English and Rusev are way funnier, way funnier, and way more charismatic. You just hate New Day. That's all it is. Just I do just, hate okay, New so Day. Just, yeah. So don't sit there and say that they're more charismatic. You just hate New Day. I do, yeah. Okay, I do. There you go. I, hate, there you I go. hate the new okay, day. Okay, there you go. Just I, I say it. They're, just not, it. they're not funny. They're not God, funny. Okay. They're not funny. They're not tough. They never act tough. I just don't like them. Okay. I just, I don't, I think they're two beer. Bam me out. I don't know if I can. I like the new day. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face is great. Tender, bail me out here. I like the new day. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. This is good pod, guys. <laughs> it's Pat Dwyer somewhere is smiling because we're ganging up on Bill. So everybody, everybody, everybody likes a new day. I think they're funny, dude. I'm sorry. I get what you're saying that there, there are times when they were, had to be serious was the uh, their last feud against the Usos at the end where it was hell in a cell. And I they still got serious. I and that was a great it. match. Even when they were heels, though, they never looked as mean as Rusev and Aiden English did the other night. Like, Aiden English and Dude, they were Rusev. singing before the the match started. I they know, but, they, but when, the, when the match started happening, they were mad, though, and they started beating ass. Like, that's what you got to be. I like you both can be of them, funny. Though. I like both those teams. Kurt Angle is the perfect example. Edge and Christian, perfect example. They were always funny before the match, but then when they started fighting, they were mean. And then they fought the entire time. I don't think that's... See, that's that Vince McMahon blueprint that you can't, you know... 
come out of. I'm Sometimes sorry? you gotta think of outside what? the box. Yeah, what? I said it. Yeah, I said it. What? Yes, I said it. What? Yes, I said it. Okay. What? Sometimes you gotta think outside the box. <laughs> Man, Rusev is getting over though. No, That's he is. Rusev he is. Good. No, good for him. God bless him. I mean, God hey, Jason, knows he's been getting fucked over. Christmas is coming up. <laughs> I got you, dog. It's, a, it's Rusev. Day I got sure. you, dog. I was looking for it online the other day. I couldn't say it. All right. Uh, one other thing I want to bring up. Uh, before the podcast is over is Aiden English and Rusev. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was say, move on to something else. Damn. <laughs> really, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. Oh, I wanted to talk about squash matches. Squash matches are necessary. They are underutilized by the WWE, and we saw that the other night when the Bludgeon Brothers came out and they whooped up on a couple local wrestlers. Uh, squ- I tweeted out the other night, squash matches... Uh, get guys' entrances over, it gets their offense over, it gets their finishers over, it lets everybody know who they are, and it doesn't put anybody else on the roster. Nobody else on the roster has to take a loss. So why doesn't the WWE utilize squash matches more often? I, I have no idea because they used to. This is a more recent trend because... You know, I'm rewatching like uh, '90s era stuff, like late '90s stuff, and it was full of squash matches. Yeah, and for all of those reasons that you said, uh, they're worthwhile. Uh, when if you're talking about booking and you're talking about if losses matter, why are we having guys like Finn Balor job out to Kane? You know, right. and stuff like that. Right. It really just doesn't make sense. Uh, granted, they're not always like the most interesting matches, so maybe that's it. Um, you know, we're all about these like moments lately and, um, we're not interested in any kind of longevity, but I don't know. I, I would prefer it, more squash matches. I was thrilled that they gave Asuka squash matches whenever she came to Raw because I was worried about that. But if you're watching a Raw and you see Kane come out against Kurt Hawkins, would you rather watch Kane versus Kurt Hawkins, who's a, who's probably their most famous jobber at this point? Yeah. Or would you rather watch Kane versus some nobody you've never seen before? What's more interesting to you as a watcher? Uh, I mean, like, probably the nobody, honestly. Yes. I'd rather watch him squash a nobody. But at this point, Kane's so established. I mean, it might be a bad example. Yeah, just because yeah I, was, I, I was thinking that. I, I need, I'd like to watch Braun just right, destroy Elias. some dudes. Or Elias. Just destroy Let's say Eli- Elias versus Kurt Hawkins or Elias versus Joe Blow. Yeah, I mean, just like watch like '90s wrestling. Whenever wrestling was at its at its most popular culturally, economically, and you've got like Lex Luger coming out and just killing some dude and putting him in the torture rack in like a minute and a half, and the whole fucking crowd loses it. Right. There's the reason. Well, I shouldn't say that because that would be <laughs> me saying that I know something on that part. Uh, they've gotten away with squash matches, obviously, but look at Braun Strowman. I think that's a great example of why you need to have squash matches. He wasn't exactly, and he's still not, you know, a clean, crisp wrestler, but you had to introduce him away from the Wyatt family. You had to get the green off the apple, you know, make him appear strong. He can throw guys around, you know, beat people up, the whole get shebang. Get the green off the apple. That's yeah, man. So that, hey, look, I, like I, that. I think of these things. You know, This ain't just a pretty face. Um, <laughs> Oscar, same way, especially with the women's division, with the women division being so small, you can't just keep feeding Sasha Banks to the wolves, okay? Dolph Ziggler said it best, wins and losses don't matter unless you're the guy that's always losing, okay? At a certain point, you... You can't have your mid-card guys, Bray Wyatt, always lose. Because once he always starts to lose and you set that pattern, anything he says at this point, I don't care about. Why? Because I know he's going to lose. Tender. Well, is it pronounced squash? Like Sasquatch? Or squash? Because I think my friend J-Bo called it squatch. Squash? It's not not squash. Squash? It's squash, like the fruit. Okay, there we go. Squish. Fuck all y'all. Okay. <laughs> that might Fuck be cultural. That might be cultural. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I talk quick. I can't help it. No, I, th- I think it's good. I think a couple jobber matches of every Raw or SmackDown is a good thing. It, it helps it helps build a character. Helps get a guy's move set over because you're not going to see a guy's move set as much. You know what I mean? Right. Like whether it was Bret Hart or Shawn Michaels, you'd see him face a jobber, and you would get to see a super kick or a sharpshooter or whatever their move set was. 
you know, and then the guy's always willing to do whatever they need to do because he just wants to be on TV and get, you know, get some kind of exposure and get paid his right. $200 or whatever. Plus, you never know what you're going to get. You know, look at James Ellsworth. Mm-hmm. James Ellsworth got a year-long contract. I was thinking of And gave, man, that guy gave us a lot of entertainment for about six months. And he's well, set yeah. for life. Oh, yeah, he's good. And he's set for what, life. What is, Eli- he goes, what is Elias's finishing move? No idea. It's a neck breaker. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, I thought but it was they, a neck breaker. It has breaker. no name. Is it the Rude Awakening? Basically, no. It's like it was, I thought it was like a spinning neck breaker. Yeah, See, okay, it's not a rude awakening. But, it's but a, it's there, a spinning but if neck there were squash breaker. matches, there's the point. There's if the there point. were squash matches, you would know Elias's finishing exactly. move. Exactly. Exactly. They've been really poor with naming them. Like Seth Rollins is still knee. Like knee. Yeah, really? I know. He's gonna yell yeah. knee every and Braun, time. Braun Strowman's is still just the running power bomb. Yeah. yeah, I mean, which like, give it a it's not a name. name. It's just a bulldog. Like, it's just a British bulldog. I was saying, call it the fucking bulldog or something. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> call it the Braun dog. No. Oh, you're welcome, WWE. Braun Schwager. Braun Schwager. The check goes to banned from ringside. That's two ends, B A N N E T from ringside. You notice that uh, sh- uh, that's Shane McMahon said barred B-I-L-L. from ringside the other night. Yeah, right. That motherfucker didn't want to get a season desist because we would be coming after him. We said that last week. Did we? Yeah, you were African American though. <laughs> hey, everybody, here's the birthdays. Uh, Victor from the Ascension is 37. Miss Texmacher. Who's Miss Texmacher? Mm. TNA. Uh, she's 33. Larry Zabisco is 64. The Dynamite Kid, more like the Dynamite Adult, he's 59. Rick Rude, who's alive, I thought he was dead. Did you guys know that Rick Rude was? I thought, I he, thought was, he was dead. Rick Rude is dead. dead. He died of cancer. Yeah, I was about to say, didn't he? Uh, didn't he have his son do his uh, Hall of Fame speech? R.I.P. 59. Uh, Sonny's 45. Ugh. Ambrose is 32. Hard 45. <laughs> Jesus. Ambrose is 32. ACH is 30. Michael Cole is 49. Enzo is 31. Kurt Angle is 49. And JTG, happy birthday, JTG is 33. You know how old... Are you know what JTG stands for? I thought you were going to say first it was G. About, I, I was thinking what does it stand for? Thunder Liger, and I was like, you no know what it stands for? No. Do you know what JTG stands for? I don't give a fuck what it stands for. Now go ahead. Just too good. <laughs> and out of the WWE. Hey, everybody. We know there's lots of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to ours. For Sam the Muller Mall. Check. For Shock City Studios. Check. For Free Play Media. Check. For Chris Denman. Check. For Tender Mahal. Check. For Soul Taco. Soul Taco. Check. For JD Twigs. Check. For Two Beer Zach Paul. Who's running to the bathroom as we speak? For JCB. I am Bill Check. Becky. Everybody, don't be heels. Thank you.